Alright, let's go. <clears throat> this podcast contains, uh, explicit language, adult beverages, delicious tobacco, and, what's that say? Flagrant misuse of dice? What does that even mean? Who the hell wrote this? To hell with it. I need a drink. Huh? Oh, okay, whatever. <clears throat> this is the Dice and Pipes podcast. Should have checked the mics before I started recording. Is my mic working? Okay. Yes. Broadcasting from Deep Space Nine. Welcome to Dyson Pipes on this very special May the 4th. May the 4th be with all of you. Come on. This is how we're starting the, uh, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we're Dyson Pipes. We're celebrating May the 4th. What the fuck does us being Dyson Pipes have anything to do with celebrating May the 4th be with you? I don't know. I picture like standing on the the bridge of the USS uh, Intrepid or Enterprise Inferior. or whatever, <laughs> and uh, looking at the Cylons and Alderaan or whatever, and role playing that out. I don't know, dude. I'm What's just, on your face? I'm, what? What? My nose? No. My glasses. <laughs> you you have like something to the left. I'm sorry. I you had a little something on your face. I'm sorry. It was very distracting. No, it's on the other side. It's on your left. You don't have to smack yourself. Is it's it not gone? a fucking bug. Yeah, it's it's kind of gone. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, it's gone now. <laughs> I don't know. I think when you packed your pipe, like the debris from the uh, tobacco, you might have yeah. gotten a little, little tobacco. A little piece in your face. of uh, this Barbados plantation in my uh, corn cob. What a great combination. I'm hoping the, uh, the, two, uh, the two winners are enjoying their, their gift. I'm sure they are. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's May the 4th. I, I, I'm trying to relate with the people that listen to us. No, I don't want those people listening to us. I want better people listening to us. I really do despise Trekkies. I've, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never watched Star Trek. Is that what it's called? Star I, Trek. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, uh... Captain Burke. Yeah, with, um... His distant niece is the, the Captain uh, John. Uh, I, I keep wanting to say Stamos. Um, Jacques Cousteau. <laughs> yeah, Jacques Cousteau was on the USS Inferior. <laughs> Intrepid. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, battling the the oh. Borg. I know they fight the Borg, <laughs> but the Force is Star Wars, I believe. Oh, we're conflating. I don't know what that means, but oh wait, so wait, so May the Fourth. That's a Spaceballs. What? It's fucking Spaceballs. May the Schwartz it's, be with it's you. It's May the Schwartz. Spaceballs the lunchbox. Spaceballs the action figure. Spaceballs the flamethrower. The kids love this one. <laughs> uh, of course, we are Dyson Pipes. You can find us on the Instagram, Twitter, Reddits. Dyson Pipes. Uh, I'm Brian. Hi, Chris. I learned that I am a, uh, a terrible patient, by the way. You have terrible patience? Uh, of course, I think everybody understands that. I do have terrible patients, but I am overall a terrible patient. Oh, like for a medical facility. That's correct. What my, happened? Well, I have a personal trainer. Bougie. 
well, you know, I live in a mansion. You know, I'm afforded a, a few certain luxuries in life. Sure, yeah. And uh, I was told over the past couple of days that I'm a, uh, I'm a horrible patient. By the way, can I just say that now that the two of us are both using Zippos, I'm, I'm very proud of the show. I think we've hit the pinnacle. It's only downhill from here. And yours has a, a certain crisp, crispness. A what? On Dyson Pipes. When you fuck up your words, you find yourself Try in a roll-to-drink situation. Here on the D&D side of things, we'll be rolling 1d20. Mm. Anything higher than a 10, you are saved. Why am I complimenting you? 16. I, I really want a drink, though, because this drink is outstanding. Let's get into it. Uh <clears throat> We have a recommendation. We named it a couple weeks ago, I think. We called it the Poor Man Jim. Sure. So what's the history behind this son of a bitch? So uh, the same listener that recommended the uh, <clears throat> the tobacco that you smoked, I believe, last week or the week before. Yeah, Dyson Pipes presents Aerosmith by James. Yes. Well, this is now the Poor Man Jim. He also recommended a, uh, a drink because he, he recognizes my incredible palate when it comes to drinks. Right. Has no idea what the fuck you drink because you're a layman, but he, mm-hmm. he understands the sophistication Budweiser. that goes on on this side. Yeah. And this is a, uh, what I, I'm going to kind of shit on it. It's delicious, but I'm just going to kind of shit on the ingredient. This is like a ghetto version of an old fashioned. All right, so it's got Henny in it. Where is mine? Oh, there it is. No, dude, it has oldie. <laughs> old E. <laughs> a little old English mad dog and Sainides. Ah, delicious. No, this is, it's supposed to have, what did you say? Baron Jaeger. Yes, Baron okay. Jaeger. Now, I've never had that before. I've never tried it before. I, I'm assuming after my uh, extensive research, i.e. one search on, on, the, on the internet, it, it's some sort of like honey liqueur. So I substituted... <sighs> <laughs> I almost had a hard time with that one. <laughs> I substituted the Baron Jaeger with some wild turkey American honey. Delicious. So I did one part wild turkey American honey, one part bullet bourbon. I ran out of Angostura bitters because I'm an alcoholic and I drank an entire bottle in like two weeks. So I've moved on to uh, the Bitter Truth, old time aromatic bitters. Oh. Uh, three dashes of that. Stirred. With a little ice. So I will say two things. Yes. One, the poor man Jim, delicious. Like this might be, this might be my top three old fashions. And I'll break them down for you because I know you're curious. I am. I'm very curious. Does one include a giant fucking wedge of an orange just <laughs> sitting on the top of the drink where you can't even get the straw through it? Right. And a pile of cherries. Fucking no. cunts. Uh, I think my number one, <clears throat> I think is yours. Really? Yeah, I think so. Well, thank you. Considering that you turned me on to the old fashioned, and yeah. Then, so I've been somewhat. I'm a, a, I'm a, a finder. I'm not a maker. You know what I'm saying? Ah, uh, yes. I find the town. You're a mover, not a shaker. Yeah, right. Exactly. So douchey. <laughs> uh, so I think yours might be number one, closely followed by uh, our friend Eric from the Old Timey mm. Tavern. Uh, his was a damn good. It took him like ten minutes to make an old fashioned. Yeah, he well, really put some TLC into that son of a he, bitch. Some elbow grease, a yeah. lot of fucking muddling. Right. Yeah, he was a serious muddler. Yeah, he did the uh, the 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 sugar and the soda water. Yes. Um. Yeah, I do the sugar and the Pellegrino. Yeah. Uh, this is a number three, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's very good, and it's simple, dude. This takes fucking two seconds to. And make. I can make this, so anybody can. Yeah. It's just mix and throw fucking ice in it. And own a spoon. 
and yeah. you're good. Or like me, a degenerate, I just dip my finger in it and stir it. Whatever. We're out in the woods. Yeah. We got to make it do. <clears throat> Having a lot of throat issues. Yeah, you clearing the lots. I'm sorry. That's all right. It's Don't be sorry. It's the Rona. I don't be better. Uh, why does everyone always think I'm going to say that? After because you it? always say that afterwards. That's why. I have never said it. No. No, I beg to differ. I beg to differ. You have said it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, the second point I was trying to make, another salient point, if I may. Wow. Where are the fucking show uh, of big words today? <laughs> I like this. I'm not in a very good mood today. Um, <clears throat> but this pairs very nicely with this uh, plantation Barbados. Really? Yeah. Very nicely. You know, I was actually putting a little thought into uh, the pairings today as I was <clears throat> as I was getting everything ready. You were? Yeah, which is very unusual. I put no thought into anything. Not even my future. Not I was gonna say my present. Not anything. Michael J. Fish or Clyde. Are they alive? No, dude. I haven't heard from them. We haven't heard from anybody. Well, once this coronavirus like shutdown happened, I, I think I think Clyde lives in Jersey. So he's not allowed to do anything because they're ran by like a fucking communist regime. And uh, Michael, yeah, I don't know where he is. They have to, I'm assuming, let him out of some sort of mental health facility. <laughs> and uh, they might be on lockdown, too. So the only one that we see is Barry, and all he does is eat your fucking fine meats. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. Do we think we'll ever see them again? I think so. Dude, I hope so. I have faith. I'm just, I'm a little concerned because I haven't heard from either one of them. And that's, that's, that yeah, makes me nervous. To be fair, we haven't reached out either. This might be like a Mexican standoff. Yeah, but we're the talent. Like they're supposed That's to be in true. touch with us. That's true. You know, it doesn't work that way. We're not talented, but we are the talent. We are the talent with no talent. Right. So, so of course now we have to do everything on our own. And good. Luckily for us, we're getting recommendations from fans. And uh, now all it takes is just trying to find some proper pairings. Yeah. So I figured that this is sweet because I've tried this before, um, and I wanted to go sweet with sweet. Because I think if you go with an English with a drink like this, it fucking kills the drink. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I would agree with that. But I don't want to go too sweet because some Virginias are a little too sweet. So I went with this little... Uh, sweet Virginia. I don't know if that's a song. Yeah, I th I think, it's got I think be. you've sang that before. and th <laughs> This is your own rendition. Is it, is it worse that I just I have made up a song or is it worse that I'm convinced it's a real song? No, well, at least now you're not doing covers. So you've moved on to become a real band. That, that's good. Um, you know, <laughs> when you fucking cut me, I bleed. I'm just, look, I have to do some research, but on a complete side note, yes. I saw something, and I forget what the fuck I was watching, but one of the characters, dude, I shit you not, you know how I bust your balls about the whole Damien Dawn is Desiree Dawn? Yeah, I fucking was watching something, and the character's name was Desiree Dawn, and I almost shit my pants. <laughs> I almost fucking <laughs> lost it. I saw Desiree Dawn. I'm like, you fuck, this is... This is like too good to be true. Yeah. So good that I forgot what the fuck I was watching. Was she wearing leather pants and a ring mail shirt? Mm, no. No, I think it was just by name only. Oh, okay. There was no actual like visual female matched up gotcha. to, the, to the name. So I couldn't tell you what she was wearing. Uh, yeah, I'm smoking some Sutliff Crumble Cake Red Virginia. And uh, have you smoked this on the show before? Yeah, yeah. But I think of a, a while ago. Okay. Yeah, I think it's been a while since I smoked this. This is good because it's kind of tangy. Yeah. So it's like sweet tangy. With the like sugary sweet drink, and I think it's a nice little, uh, it's a nice combo. Good. When I was getting ready to grab this, <clears throat> I happened to come across the two fucking warped tobaccos, and I I literally threw up in my mouth. <laughs> my not mouth parts were covered with fucking bile. Now no, they, uh, interestingly, they released new tobaccos. Yes. They, One of which has no warped cigar leaf in it. So why are they making it? <laughs> 
So basically, it's a Cornell and Deal tobacco. Yeah, that they just slap their name on it. Right. You might as well fucking. But like that doesn't even make sense because it's not like they're more expensive, right? No. And if they are, it's like negligible. No, I don't think. I don't even think like a neg. Yeah. You did that on purpose, didn't you? <laughs> yes. Fucker. Can I have the fucking stag? Oh. oh, oh, we don't know where the stag is. You have to use the chalice. Hold on. I don't drink it's from cleaned. the chalice. It's cleaned. It's fine. I'll just. You know what? I'm not touching that Ciroc. Do not open up that fucking thing and yep, insult you, me. I think you, your exact words were, you set the bar. Wait, no. I have this fucking Jameson cask mate. I can't believe I'm drinking Ciroc. I would say Barry, get me the chalice, but he's flirting with my wife. <sighs> Don't forget your proclamation. Uh, you do the proclamations. No, whoever's doing the drink has to do the. I, I never do proclamations. No, because you never get a one. You fucking cheater. I feel like I'm. I'm though. I'm. I'm. What? No, I'm just stammering. I'm not. Mis <laughs> I'm fucking nervous now because I'm. I'm drinking from Sam's Chalice of Fumbles. And I'm a little nervous. So your toast, sir. Your mini toast. To kinsmen! <laughs> and cunts like me. Ooh. How was that for you? I think I'm growing a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know what I was saying now. Anyway, the tobacco is good. Paired with this drink, it's really good. That's, yeah, that's that's garbage. Yeah, that's no good. That is the type of drink that you bring to a retirement party. A retirement party <laughs> <laughs> where you have people from all walks of life that um, suck want to do a shot, but they're afraid to do a real shot. Oh, like they can't hand. I don't do tequila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're that kind of person. Oh, Jameson. Ooh. Whiskey. No, no, whiskey's not for me. Yeah. Can you make a Jolly Rancher shot? Like, this supplements that. Right. So this is like a... And if they're a real fucking man, then they'll do some picklebacks. No, 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 no. And, and make your friend Greg throw up Dude, immediately. That, I literally fucking threw that shot over my shoulder. It was like a movie. Yeah. Like, I'd never done that before. That, I did it. I think the first one I spit out, the second one went right over my shoulder. Yeah. I think now that I've admitted this publicly, I think I owe you money for two shots. No, 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 it's fine. Yeah, I'm sorry. That, that, that yeah, doesn't cooperate with the palate. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, we have amazing gameplay. Dude, this starts to get, oh, yeah, it's so good. We, uh, we have launched into a new gameplay session, which will encompass the next couple of episodes. Uh, so buckle in. It's going to get very exciting. Uh, Get you here. It get, oh yeah, it does. Oh yeah, it totally yeah. does. Very vinegary. Yeah. And then, I guess real quick, it's worth mentioning we I'm had uh, some New Orleans uh, red beans and rice for dinner, prepared by my wife. Uh, and that's a little vinegary. So we have some vinegar on vinegar. <laughs> yep, go ahead. Vinegar on wow. vinegar action. That's hot. Now while you're rolling and hopefully fumbling, eighteen. Son of a bitch. I just want to point out now, I, I ate today, amazingly enough. I know that's yeah, a shock. Right. So I was not prepared. I wasn't coming over oh, here to eat. Oh, you ate twice today. Dude, I wasn't I wasn't thinking about eating. You just hit me with that yeah. as I'm coming over. You were like, oh, you want to try this? So I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I'm always up for trying new things. 
So I thought I would just have like a small little helping since I was already, the tummy was already full, you know, and I'm trying to watch my figure. Yeah. So um, you, you couldn't even get the first syllable out. I don't even know what the fuck you were supposed to. I should have just pretended like I was sneezing. Yes. Bless you. 17. All right. Well, they're going down. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't ended know up what I was going to say. You were going to shit on me. I know you were. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> what I wanted to say was I was I was very surprised and pleasantly pleased. That was an, uh, that was an outstanding dish. Yeah. I fucking ate the entire plate. I thought I was going to have like two scoops and be like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. No, I ate the entire fucking plate like a, like a savage. Yeah, it was good. It was good. So kudos to the wife. <sighs> it's, it's, there are benefits to having um, lineage in New Orleans because it is a whole different yeah. animal when it comes to food down there. Um, but anyway, let's not stay on target. We have great gameplay. But before we get into that, I would like to propose a toast. So for all of you out there uh, standing with the Cylons on May, on this May the 4th. So obnoxious. So Cylons? I, dude, I don't watch That's in Star this. Trek, right? I have no fucking idea. I don't watch this. Whatever. doesn't even matter. I don't wear a robe in public. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck do I look like? Uh... I like to propose a toast, and this goes out to backseat cooks. I know what you were thinking. You were thinking I was going to say backseat drivers, and that is worthy of a toast. We'll get there one day. But today, I want to talk about backseat cooks because I live with one, and that is my dear mother-in-law who has sequestered herself in the basement of my house. Why don't you explain what happened tonight? Yes. So um, my wife made this amazing dish. And my mother-in-law started yelling up the stairs uh, that she demanded a sample to make sure it was cooked correctly. Yes. Proper seasoning, I think, is what she was uh, yeah. she was going for. Yeah. So uh, we get a little Petri dish and uh, like a condiment dish and put a little spoonful in there. And my daughter brought it down, and she gave my daughter instructions, she being my mother-in-law, pronouns pal. Uh, my mother-in-law sends my daughter back up with the following instructions. Mm-hmm. It's too thick. Add beef broth. Here's chicken broth. Nailed it. Good. Uh, and uh, it needs to be cooked longer. Lots of instruction. Yeah. Now... Like the beans were uh, a little firm, but I enjoyed it. Well, it it, it added texture in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, like they were cooked. Yeah, it's not like they they were like straight out of a fucking can. Right. Right. So they were cooked. I think, I think your wife had said that she'd been making this since like three something. Yeah. And I came over here. It was close to seven thirty. So I mean, right. they, they've been cooking for a while. Yeah. So unless you wanted them fucking beans to be mushad, you know. Right. Let me ask you. I, I have I have two. Uh, Salient points, as as you said. Salient, yeah. Salient. A tomato, tomato. Mary Poppins is outside. Hmm. 
inbound. Or two salient points. There were six adult eyeballs in the kitchen at that moment. Yes. How many of them do you think rolled? Two. No. Four. No. Six. Yeah, I think I think all six. <laughs> I've I've confirmed that. I was watching the eyes. <laughs> I was watching the eyes. All of them rolling. How many? Out of the six human eyeballs, that would, I believe, equate to either three humans or six cyclopses. Which can be found on the USS Intrepid. Intrepid? Well, I can't even make a fucking stupid Star Trek <laughs> nerd joke. 14. <laughs> uh, how many exacerbated size were there? Yet one large one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, now... Here's the way, in my opinion, I think that should have been handled. Just a a quick little thing. Uh, You know what I would have done? If that was me, (coughs) this is what I would have done. I would have, I would have let it cook for like five more minutes, like turned the heat up, made it like really hot, you know, and I would have poured the same shit in the same jar (coughs) and sent it back downstairs as though I put the ingredients that she recommended in and had her taste it again to see how good she really is. Yeah. That's what if like my mother was downstairs and she pulled that shit, I would send her down the same stuff. And I would almost with 90% certainty believe that she would have said that's much better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would have handled it a little different. I would have thrown it against the wall. Not clean it up. Guinea brat. <laughs> uh, it's roll of that. Did you even send a plate down for her? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that, that's that's good. Uh, now, this is not the only occasion. Uh, the big occasion was Thanksgiving. So she used to run a deli, uh, a, a successful deli, back in what I like to call the day. Mm. Um, now, forgive me for saying this. I don't think running a deli and making a mean macaroni salad makes you Marco Pierre White. Or Wolfgang Puck. What are you talking about? They made a mean hamburger helper dip out of a magazine recipe. They did. So They did. Uh, so while I think you are good at cooking, and I'm not going to take that away from her, mm-hmm. I don't think that makes you a Michelin star chef either. So all of this backseat cooking started when she became a cripple. And she... Uh, I'm sorry. When what? She became a cripple. A a, a crip. No, not She's a part crip. of the gang. No, 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 no. She wears a lot of blue. <laughs> uh, the color red makes her crazy. <laughs> uh, no, when she when she lost her bodily functions in in essence of uh, being able to stand <sighs> and manipulate her fingers and whatnot. Um. When that happened, yes, the first Thanksgiving when she realized she could not cook, she was unable to. Uh, you've been in my living room. The listener has not. I have uh, these obnoxious mirrored cabinets. They're beautiful. They're horrible. They're antiques. Uh, yes. And opposite those is this white uh, like recliner that is positioned directly in front of a TV. Um, she likes to sit in this recliner and then observe. 
what's happening oh. through the mirror. It's like the same way you attack Medusa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the first year that she could not cook Thanksgiving dinner, she was barking orders from her command center in this white chair. There was Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade on the TV, and then me trying not to blow my brains out while making stuffing in the kitchen. Right. Well, she's like, Chop him smaller! She, she doesn't sound like that. But. She, hold on. She had such acute vision through the, the no! mirrors. That she, she could see. cataracts. <laughs> she's just assuming. That you're just not finely chopping the onion enough. Correct. Correct. And like, like if we want to really get into it, like I've made like hamburger helper before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she'd be like, D- did you come up with this on your own? Oh, yeah, it's my own. Oh, this, this tastes amazing. No, it doesn't. I just only have an hour before I have to go to work. So the, the, the connoisseur is complimenting exactly. the hamburger helper. Exactly. But uh, now let, let's actually let's let's touch upon this because I already know where this is going. Um, where did you get the recipe for the turkey for Thanksgiving? Whose recipe was it? So uh, yeah, so <laughs> uh, I end up watching uh, Gordon Ramsay make a turkey, mm. and it's surprisingly simple. A little bit of work is involved, but right. it's it's laborsome but easy labor. Correct. If that makes any sense, it's more prep shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I I told uh, the wife I'm like, listen, I, I want to make this turkey for Thanksgiving. Um, I've been trying to do like, uh oh, got a need, clog. Do you need a pipe cleaner? I got. Oh, it excellent. almost like my face trying to draw from that reminds me of that scene in um in airplane when they're singing that fucking uh, that song to the sick girl on the yes. on the on like the hospital gurney and they take the IV out of her and she starts like doing the 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 fish face yeah that was me sorry I didn't uh, interrupt that's right I speak jive uh so I was trying to be fair and like every other year yes we would switch back and forth whose turkey we were making. So like one year she made the turkey. It was fine. Okay. Um, but the thing with like anyone who makes Thanksgiving turkey, the reality of the situation is Thanksgiving turkey is almost always unremarkable in every way. Stop it. I'm sorry? Just the average family, their turkey is unremarkable. Oh, 100%. I, I agree with that. Unless you're actually going out and setting out to do something different, your turkey is... But it's it's not it's not anything different from your neighbor, right? Or your neighbor's yeah. neighbor. In the words of Jim Inks, I would say it's maybe usually one or two pegs above the low end of moist. Wow, a Jim Inks reference <laughs> on a Thanksgiving Day turkey. <laughs> well done. Uh, so then I would take over, and one year I would do, um, I would smoke it. Okay. Right, and, and we would go back and forth, tit for tit, as they say, tit for tat, whatever. Um, I like in a tits. strip club. I like tits. Tick for tit. Uh, and I don't have any tattoos, so you know it works on both. Okay, levels. good. Well, your tits for my tats. <laughs> That's so fucking gross. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why that just gave me douche chills. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I know what the name of the episode is. <laughs> tits for tats. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, so one year it was my turn to do the turkey, All and right. I wanted to do this Gordon Ramsay recipe, and. At the end of the day, ultimately, what this boils down to is an interesting way to get the butter into the turkey. And you go under the skin. I'm not going to belabor the point. Right. It's basically just an interesting way to make the turkey juicier. No, that's it. Nothing crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. Every step of the way. That's too much butter. 
What's that green stuff in the butter? Herbs. Don't, you're cutting the skin. The skin's going to fall off. She's not like an old Jew, but, you know. We yeah. get the point. And it's it's herbs. <laughs> All right? Shalots. Shalots. And oregano. And and not watercrest. <laughs> Chestnuts. <laughs> Chestnuts. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> Whatever. Uh just sitting there, looking at me through the mirror with her blind old lady eyes, just every step of the way. All milky white. <laughs> she has zombie eye. Yes. <laughs> she looks like an extra from The Walking Dead. Oh, boy. Uh, mm. And it was everything. And and now it's it carries on. Like I, a couple of weeks ago, I made um, flank steak with chimichurri sauce. Delicious. And thank you. Yeah, you would send me the picture actually, and it looked fucking incredible. Oh yeah, we this is pre pre uh, nighttime recording. Um, it's it's too salty. Mm-hmm. It's H- just how do you take the salt out of it? Like I thought it was a little on the salty side, uh, so I added olive oil, and that cuts the salt out. Yes. Of it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, not for her though. She could taste the salt through the oil. She has special powers. Super palate. Yeah. And now and and what I'm what I'm fearing is that my wife found all of these old I hate to use this term, but like these old world recipes from her grandfather. Right. Which is very cool by the way. Yeah. Like the paper's like almost black. Yes, it's so neat. Like it's it's almost it's like very difficult to read. Yeah. You know, like the text on it. Some of them are typed on a fucking typewriter. Yeah. Which is incredible. Yeah. You know, the history behind it is incredible. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. But she knows these recipes very well because she grew up with them. Right. So now Tiffany wants to go through every recipe in that book. Okay. And I would do the same thing and make every single one of them. Yeah. I, I, I'm i going to tell her the trick to this is going to be don't tell her what you're making for dinner. Or the trick is make them when she's going to a doctor's appointment. What say you on backseat cooks? Do you have do you deal with that at all? No. Have you are you ever guilty of it? Never. Never. Um and 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 in reality, I don't think I've ever dealt with that. <clears throat> Sometimes, you know, the wifey we we have two completely different diets. That's true. So, we don't really eat the same thing. So, when we do eat the same thing, it tends to be something that I, I shouldn't even say that. We kind of share responsibility when it comes to making dishes that we both eat. And we both, our palates, I think, are the same when it comes to overlapping food. The only thing that she does not like that I truly enjoy is I like salted butter. And she prefers unsalted butter. Can you tell a difference? She can't because sure as shit this morning, I made fucking eggs and toast and I used salted butter and I didn't hear any complaining. Okay. So I know I'm going to pay for this because now she's... As my physical therapist, you're a, you're a butter liar. I, I lied about my butter, you know. <laughs> so, but whatever. Um, yeah, I don't get that from her. I don't do that to her. Her cooking is fucking incredible. So I'm I'm not gonna sit there and 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 judge her on her cooking. I think it aggravates me so much because I treat that the same as if I was throwing a barbecue at my house and somebody grabbed the tongs and started working in my grill. Dude, let me tell you something. If if I'm grilling and somebody touches my grill, I don't care if the fucking Pope is over my house. That motherfucker is getting thrown out by his his cuff. 
as they say. Well, easy with the language. By the, by the scruff of his neck. <laughs> Tossed on this tuchus. <laughs> um, I, I treat it like that. Like if you're at someone's barbecue and you see they're grilling their burgers, they flip the burgers and they go inside to answer a phone call or take a piss or something. And you take it upon yourself to start flipping the rest of the burgers. Like, nah. No, I would never fucking... I'd let those burgers burn. Yes. Before I touch another man's grill. Yeah. You know? That's like, I might as well fuck his wife. <laughs> Th- that's almost the equivalent. Yeah. You know, that grill is probably, let's see, uh, marriage to wife, grill. And yeah. they might be interchangeable at times for some people. And, like, I'll be a little douchey about it. I'll be a snob, and I'll admit it. Like, I, I consider myself to be fairly proficient when it comes to outdoor cookery. Uh and sometimes it's painful going to other people's houses that aren't good at it, especially like work barbecues. Yes. Where guys just bring out hockey pucks. Like it, it hurts me on the insides. But it's it's not your place to sit there no. and fucking jump in. Like no. that's on them. Like that's their that's their house, their responsibility. You let them fucking cook the way that right. they cook. And, and maybe you want to offer a little fucking critique on the side, but I, I would not sit there and fucking start manning somebody else's grill. Yeah. You know? That's like, I might as well hide in the closet while you're tapping your wife. And like halfway through, I say, hey, buddy, step aside. Let me show you how it's done. You know? <laughs> no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. So, to uh, to the backseat cookers, yeah, those of you who are out there. Keep your opinions to yourself. <laughs> All right, let's do gameplay. All right. I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. It's D&D, fighting with the legends of yore. Okay. Uh, Well, luckily, we already did the rehashing, um, so we don't need to bother with that. Windspell Forest is where we believe we are, based on your compass. Yes. Uh, As you tumble through this this portal uh you get the same sense of like non-existence as you're just kind of tumbling there's no it's weird because as you're falling you know your brain is telling you you're falling but you don't feel any like wind blowing against you like i would i would suspect if you jumped off of like a a building let's just say 200 meters tall of course you feel wind from from falling yes you don't feel that in this you're just kind of rotating around in in the ether until you emerge on the other side of this portal in a room that is circular in shape and identical to the room in Hexley. Uh, It's got the torches lining the top of the room. On the left and right of the pool are these statues of what I think we can safely say now are representations of the Traveler, along with this large map at the back of the room. And once again, in the floor of the room is a small channel going through the wall on the floor uh, with the door being closed. Very similar to Hexley, it's a big, wide, like stone door that has some kind of unseen machinations that make it uh, rise and fall. But I will remind you from Hexley is that when we incorporate this fluid from this portal into that channel, that's what activates this chamber and opens this door. Right. Um, just real quick, he'll walk over to the map and just examine the map. So again, uh, you see Debrin minus Lake Debrin, which is that donut-shaped lake in the center. So this map predates the Debrin that you know. 
but the layout of the land is still the same. All right. Uh, to the distant northwest on this map, uh, and there's no indication of distance, so who knows, but to the northwest is kind of an elongated continent um, that appears to be longer uh, than Debrin, but not maybe as, as chunky, not as, not as wide. I see. And then up to the northeast of Debrin is this very long, almost it looks, almost looks like a Africa, a long uh, from north to south continent. Okay. Uh, and again, there's little X's uh, or indications on this map. So there's one indication uh, towards the center of Debrin, which is currently the imperial city. Right. There's one somewhere near what you know as Hexley. Uh, and there's one up in the northeast and one over on the west in the uh, in the mountains. So in total, on the main continent of Debrin, there are four. Yes. Four X, four Correct. marks on this map. Yes. That to now what Harrison is starting to understand corresponds to different locations for portals. Yes. All right. And you did not lose your journal, right? When you fell off the bridge after the Bastille, you, you ended up securing that. Correct? Yeah, I believe yeah. I did. Uh, so you already have your interpretation of this world map. Correct. <clears throat> and for... I don't even know what the term is, but for fun, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Harrison is far from the artiste. So his map is a horrendous rendition of what's up on that wall. All right, let's find out. Why not? Let's do it. Uh, give me, I guess, just a just a flat dexterity. Uh, then this is fucking great. Then thirteen. Yeah, it's it doesn't look like a cartographer made it, but it looks like. A general representation. If if there are any issues with it, the issue is going to be the accuracy of where things are placed, markers, location. Uh, like the the map in the wall is carved out of stone, so also the map on the wall is not exactly the most precise thing you're looking at. Right. Um. So I would say that you have a general idea. You know which way is north. You know where the continents are in relation to each other theoretically by this map. Uh. You just may have some issues with like the accuracy of where you put things, okay. especially for continents that are not your own. Right, and that's probably something. Every time he sees that, it's it's somewhat not unsettling, but one of those. Well, why haven't I heard about this? Probably he gets the same sort of almost overwhelming feeling in seeing the lack of Lake Debrin. You know, like right. how old is this map? Like, what, what does it represent? That sort of uh, that sort of thing. So while we're talking about that, I guess uh, while you're taking a couple of seconds to collect yourself, like what is going through Harrison's mind? Because there's a lot to unpack from the last session. Uh, and this is the first breather you've had in a little bit of time. We're in uh, Port Anchor. Your family gets murdered under very unscrupulous uh, uh, circumstances. Right. Then, on top of that, we end up finding this weird old guy with a golden aura around him underneath in this void in between the old Imperial City and the new Imperial City. The sisters keep popping up. Uh, you keep having these bizarre dreams. You keep hearing whispers through your armor. There's a lot. And now this map 
it kind of re like refreshing your mind. Like, are you feeling overwhelmed or? Well, he's definitely not feeling relaxed, especially after. I, I think right now he's he's believing that he made a terrible and grave mistake in using that candelabra. Did it help him in a way? 100% because it unlocked the portals. But it also has this gigantic hovering bone ship above the Imperial City, which he's now thinking that by the time he gets back there, if he does get back there, that the Imperial City is most likely going to be destroyed. Okay. So he, he's a little overwhelmed. So now his, his directive is to find Citadel. Okay. That's that's the goal here. We have to find Citadel and uh we'll yeah, we'll go from there. All right. Um would you take a moment and rest or recuperate or are you going to charge through and get out of here? No, I think he's charging uh Yeah, I'm just I'm leaving. All right. So uh I'm assuming you know how to activate this door. Correct. We're not going to belabor that point. No, no, I think that's fair. All right. So Based on your compass, I'll assume that when you need navigation assistance, you will reference your compass. Yes. I don't think we have to go into, like, bog everything down by mentioning you're going to use your compass. So, for the time being, I will start you off by telling you which direction you are facing okay. as you exit this room. And any survival checks regarding navigation, you'll have advantage. Okay. All right. That's fair. All right. Um, now, is... is you know, take the liquid and put it into the into the channel, and this door opens as I step out. Am I also in a cave similar to the to the mines in Hexley? Funny you say that. In the center of this antechamber, I do you even say roll for initiative? <laughs> do you remember what was in the original antechamber? Not the the room with the portal, but the big circular room where you fought the spider. I was about to say a spider. Yeah. Do you remember what was in that room? A pedestal with a statue on it. Yes. And the statue was destroyed right around like the upper torso area and right. above. Exact same thing here. Now it's not the same statue. It's broken in a different way. As a matter of fact, it really only goes up to maybe like the belt line. But whatever statue was here has been destroyed. Now in the original, in Hexley, I shouldn't say original, in right. Hexley, on the pedestal there was uh, a map that you procured. Right. No such luck here. As you enter this chamber, there is one door directly in front of you on the opposite side of this chamber. So you walk out, the portal room is behind you, mm -hmm. statue in front of you, beyond the statue is a door, uh, an entryway. You are facing north-ish. All right. North-ish. All right, so uh, Harrison approaches the door. Okay, so it's not closed, it's just, it's more like an archway. Oh, all right. Uh, this cave appears to be somehow in worse shape than the previous cave in Hexley. As you exit this entryway, you can either continue straight or about 50 feet in front of you to the right is another hallway. Uh, I'll go down the, uh, the hallway to the right. Okay, so as you go down this hallway, this hallway is in total probably about 300 feet long. Uh... About halfway from the antechamber to the end of this hallway, where it turns into another intersection, there is a, a turn to the right with a small room. So I'm I'm sorry, just um, 
real quick, I walked from the antechamber into the room with the statue through that door. I could have stayed straight or straight gone right. Or gone right. And I've gone right. Yes. Okay. And then as I go right, you said, I'm sorry? About halfway from the antechamber hallway to the end of this hallway. About halfway through that, there is a hallway to the right that opens up into a small room. All right. So I'll, uh, I'll peer into this room. Uh, give me per, uh, perception. 24. Wow. So, based on the way this room looks, you're assuming this was, at one time, some kind of stock room. Uh, there's lots of broken, busted open crates, broken barrels, and various tools, and very simple weapons kind of tossed around. Um, nothing in the way of like foodstuffs or uh, clothing or anything like that. It's more like pickaxes, shovels, um, lanterns, dungeoneering type of stuff. It's very rusted and old. Okay, that was going to be my question if it looked old. Yeah. And it looks like, assuming it has never been touched, uh, it looks like it was thrown about as if either somebody was looking for something or something had happened and people were in there rushing through looking for something and just throwing shit around. But if it's been moved since then, whatever incident happened here, that that's you wouldn't know. All right. All right, so stepping out of the room, I'll continue to the right. Okay, so you're going to continue down this long hallway. Correct. So this turns into a four-way intersection. You can either go down a long hallway to the left... You can go down a short hallway in front of you, or you can go into another room on the right. All right, I'll take a look at the, the room on the right. Uh, so this room looks like it was at one time sleeping quarters. Uh, there's old, like, dry rotted beds, mattresses, cots on the ground, uh, things of that nature. Foot lockers that have been long since destroyed and crumbled and whatnot. Maybe a couple of, like, uh, old dusty books. All right, so just the uh, sleeping quarters. Okay, so um, same sort of feel from the other room. Like, does it look like like panic and and rushed? Like, not really. This one just looks more like uh, old and rotted away. All right, very dusty and yeah. All right. Uh, again, he'll step out and uh, continue to the right. Okay, so this hallway is short. Uh, it's only maybe 30, 40 feet, and it bends to the left and opens up into a large room. Uh, in this large room, halfway past, uh, looking into this room, it's about 100 feet long and maybe about 40 feet wide with a long dining table in it and a painting, much like in Hexley. Uh, this looks like maybe the eating quarters or the mess hall. And halfway down on the left-hand wall, about 50 feet, maybe 75 feet, there's a hallway to the left. Otherwise, this is just an isolated room. Uh, the painting on the wall is very similar to the painting in Hexley. It's a picture of, looks like worshippers maybe, like reaching up to some kind of deity, and the deity's face and upper body is covered or obscured by like a, like a painted mist, or um, the artist intentionally hid the identity of this being in this painting. Okay. 
I don't go down that hallway on the left. Okay, so uh, when you, it's a short hallway, 20 feet maybe, and you realize that this connects to uh, that original hallway yes. that was to the left. Yep. Okay. So now your only option is you can either go left to back to where you started or right to go further north. Uh, we're going to go right to go further north. All right. So this hallway bends slightly to the left uh, and it opens up into another three-way intersection. You can either continue going straight in like a northwest kind of a direction or you can turn south. Problem is, as soon as you go to turn south, it appears that there was some kind of cave in blocking your way. Okay. The uh, the rubble that's there looks pretty significant. Not like I can like work my way through it. It's not like a minor cave and I can climb over the top. I mean, this shit yeah, is like right. a legit yeah, it's a cave. cave in. In. Yeah. All right. So um, I'll to the northwest we go. Okay. So this is long, maybe like uh, roughly a hundred feet, and this turns into a three-way intersection. You can either bear to the. It's like a Y-shaped intersection. So you can either bear to the right down a very long hallway, or you can bear to the left, which goes in like a southwest-ish kind of a direction. And uh, while you're walking, the the mold—if you remember from Hexley, that yellow mold—right? You're not—you haven't encountered any of that. Um, there's cobwebs and dust. It's a very musty smell. But as far as signs of life, you're not really seeing anything, which makes you think maybe this cave or this whatever you want to call it is older maybe than Hexley or at the minimum less disturbed you're not finding like bats you're not finding even spiders or rodents it's very echoey as you walk this, the air is very thick and still alright I think uh, he'll make the left and head southwest okay so this is like a snaking kind of a hallway it's uh, in total about, I would say, 300 feet. Um, you come across at about 100 feet, you'll come to an intersection. You can either continue straight or you can go right into a small room or left down another very narrow hallway. I will right, check the small room. Uh, this room appears to be like a root cellar almost. There's a small set of stairs that go down. And if you were to go down those stairs, you can find like old, rust, uh, not rusted, but old uh, rotted out bags of flour, wheat. Um, there's no smell attached with it because the, the food that was at one time stored in here is long since gone. Right. And you said coming into this, I can go right into that room or left. So that yes. it like dead ends there. Well, it tees rather. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's a four way. You can continue oh, okay. south. All right. So I'll, I'll take a look to the left. So that's a thin, narrow hallway that kind of uh, arches overall to the south. And as you make your way around the corner of this hallway, you find another cave-in. And again, something that you don't seem like you can break your way through, at least without tools in the team. All right. So I... Head back and make the left to go south. So as you continue south, you can see the antechamber in the distance. So it connects back with that north hallway. But there is one more hallway to the left. This hallway, as you as you like, go to like kind of like peek down and see what's in there. Again, you see a cave-in. So it would almost appear as if whatever was in the center of this is what suffered the cave-in. 
All right, so then he turns around and he follows the path all the way to the north with the last uh, area, I guess, that he hasn't yep. explored. and that is what leads you to an exit. So you end up finding a set of stairs going up, and the stairs are severely damaged and broken, um, leaving you the only option to get out of this place is to climb out. Okay. Which is going to require a strength check. Of course it does. Hold on. It's about maybe 15 feet up. Okay. 14. Yeah. All right. So uh, with fair ease, maybe there's some vines hanging. Uh, you climb out into a very dense forest with a very thick canopy. Uh, you can tell that this isn't just a hole in the ground. There at one time was some kind of structure indicating that this cave system, if you want to call it that, was here. Um, but now it's more of a footprint of a building rather than an actual building. Um, it appears that nature has kind of retaken and destroyed this entrance and is now working its way down into the into the cave itself. And just for funsies, let's compare maps. Yeah, nice. That's pretty cool. You've gotten much better at this. Yes. Almost, almost nailed it. Yeah. Cool. And you obviously thought this cave was going to be much bigger because <laughs> that is tiny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to take up the entire page. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. So now we are somewhere in Windspell Forest. All right. So uh, again, Harrison will grab this compass and focus on Citadel. All right. As and be guided by the direction. As the compass starts spinning, it points towards like the southeast generally now before we begin our trek to find citadel what do you have with you in the way of proficiencies or not proficiencies uh, provisions you do nothing I think I grabbed like a day's worth of food because I was just going to explore the uh, the sewers Right? The overall intent was to take these little day trips to right. explore the sewers to find the portal. Happened. And then obviously I find the room and here we are. Right. Well, here's the problem. You've never been to the forest. And the map that you have as a player isn't probably the map that Harrison Correct. would have as the character. Um, and even if it was, the problem is who knows, A, how big this forest actually is. You could probably get a general idea. Um, but the bigger thing is we don't know where in this forest we are. Correct. So Citadel could be one hour, March. Mm. Unless my wife is in charge, then it's much faster because there's no brakes. Right, right. Good. <laughs> Lots of blisters, though. Yeah. So make sure your boots are the right size. <laughs> or you could be one week. Right. So... Are you looking to maybe... Let's find out what time it is. Yeah, let's do that. Let's roll a... I'll roll a d12. And, uh... Which one's the 12? The one that looks like the 20. It has bigger numbers on it. Alright, so I'll let you decide. I rolled a 9. Is it 9 a.m. or 9 p.m.? Logistically, I think it would... It'd probably be more 9 p.m. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. 
So that leaves us with, are we going to walk through the night or are we looking to maybe set up a camp and try to get some food? Well, I think, I think if Harrison steps out of the, the cave and sees that it's dark out, I think he's going back into the cave, like into the mouth of the cave. Interesting. Okay. And he'll, uh, he'll shelter there. Are you going to try and get some food? Um, he can't see shit. Okay. Right? It, this is a forest. Well, if you find a nice animal, you could freeze time and kill the animal. Yeah, I'm not wasting that. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just saying. Um, All right. So we're going to, we're just going to maybe eat whatever ration we had on us. And what, what do you think the weather's like? <laughs> I have to do that. I need to know the temperature, right? I mean, we're balls deep on the realism. All right. Let's give me a flat 20. Uh, so it's it's worth noting that it's uh, like spring season. Oh, thank you for not making me roll a uh, 100. I'm going to roll that after I roll this to see what it would have been. A 12. All right. So I would say for a, a spring evening. 77. Oh, that's not a spring evening, though. A 12 on a spring evening, I'm thinking like almost now where it's like 40s, maybe yeah, 50s. that's what I was going to say is like uh, you're not going to die of hypothermia. Right. But it's not going to be comfortable. It's going to be a little like... Yeah, it's going to be chilly. Like those rolling chills that you get. Not yeah. like constant shivering, but like if you stop focusing for a second, you'll kind of realize like the cold is starting to slowly creep in. Okay. All right, that's fair. Um, Which I think that mixed with everything that you've gone through I think it's fair to get to level one exhaustion. You know, you're, you're just too kind of a GM. Really just too kind. Where, do you know, on, I guess on, um, what is this fucking stupid thing called? Fantasy Grounds? Yeah. You can't keep track of exhaustion? I don't know. I'll keep track of it for you. Of course you will. Uh, and for posterity, uh, level one exhaustion is disadvantage on ability checks. That will not, however, include any ability checks that you're using your compass for. Okay. So I would say that after everything that's happened, you kind of collapse and you're like, oh, God, I just got to take a minute. And that's when you realize the cold starts creeping in a little bit. And just as you start falling asleep, you're like, uh, mm. you'll chill and you get woken up. And maybe it warms up a little bit, but then you realize you're hungry. So it's just kind of a miserable night. Yeah, this is this is going to be exhausting. And your mind is probably just racing with all the insanity that you've just seen. Yes. Yes. So he'll try to... He makes it through the night. And it's, I'm sure, a miserable one. And um, as he gets up, as day breaks because I would think he's it's a horrible sleep right the sun starts to rise he's he's had like a lot of broken sleep so as the sun starts to come up he realizes that he needs to make haste and get a move on because we don't know how long this journey is going to be right I almost picture it like uh, just pre-dawn like the sky starts turning like that purplish color right you're right. just like fuck it I'm going yeah so very little rest very cranky and agitated very concerned and it's raining? No, no, no. I was rolling something else. Oh, thank you. Good. Well, it, it is raining today. 
It is. Uh, utilizing the compass as we're headed in the direction of where it's pointing towards Citadel. He is going to march. Well, I, check that. He doesn't march. He's going to quietly navigate the forest with his crossbows out. Okay. Because if he sees any sort of food, any animal, he's going to attempt to uh, to kill the animal. All right. Uh, let's... Let's do this. Give me a survival with disadvantage. Of course. I thought it was a one. A seven. An eight. I get plus one. It's an eight. An eight. Yeah. So maybe uh, you see uh, a young rabbit Mm. hopping through the glade. And you take aim and you fire your bolt and miss. Lovely. That and we're gonna no breaks. We're gonna go. Nah, breaks for what? I'm not eating or drinking anything. I have nothing. So unless I get like just overcome with exhaustion, where I just can't move anymore, like that's how far I'm going. Okay. Give me perception with disadvantage. Yes. An 11 out of 20. God damn it. With an 11, I would say that you hear something overhead. And it almost sounds like um, like a droning like steam engine almost. Now, the canopy is of, of the forest is very thick, so you can't really see anything above you. Uh, but as you're kind of walking and you kind of are looking around, you do notice that the birds get startled and the birds all start flying away. You can hear them in the distance, you know, like startled and flying away. This noise, does it sound directly overhead or it sounds like it's off in the distance? I'm glad you asked. You can hear it approaching and it almost sounds like when it gets overhead, it kind of just stops for a moment. It stops? Yeah. Like you, you don't hear it continuing on its trajectory. Oh, so the sound doesn't stop. I can hear that whatever this is almost appears to hit the brakes in the air. Right. So I can just hear this droning almost directly above me. Right. Uh, Harrison will will kind of take cover behind the closest tree. Ooh. Give me a stealth check with disadvantage. Yeah, of course. Everything just in fucking exhaustion. <laughs> 14 that'll do it oh good uh so as you, I, I picture like you kind of like like hug up against a tree and maybe even drop down into like a nearby bush that's like wrapping around the tree and you're just kind of holding your breath yeah, yeah. ropes start kind of piercing their way through the canopy and three figures appear 
figures? Yeah. Popping their way through the canopy of the forest. Give me investigation. With discipline. I I understand by now. (laughs) Six. So with a six, I would say that you could see that they're wearing armor. Uh, Rusty, kind of shitty armor. Almost like patchwork. Uh, And you can also tell vaguely that whatever is wearing the armor, the armor is too big for these figures that are coming through the trees. I'm sorry, define whatever is wearing the armor. Well, because you can't quite make out what it is yet. You just, you see a bipedal creature wearing armor. You fucking son of a bitch. Okay. But it looks like the armor is almost like clanging around. Like uh, like the armor is way too big for, uh, it, it looks like Millie Vanilli dropping from the sky. But they sing their own words, god damn it. Good, no lip syncing here. <laughs> All right. Um, how far am I away from um, their location? You can't count what it was on the floor. I, I, I was just... I, listen... Before I even say anything, you're yelling at me. Yeah, very excited. I was about to say, good thing we're not using rolls that are dropped. Was it a 20? No, it was a 1. Oh. Son of a bitch. I'm rolling for distance. They're about... The closest one to you is about 9 feet away. What do you got in there? In that pipe of yours? Some old dark fire. Ah, oldie but a goodie. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. Um. All right, so Harrison will stay hidden amongst the trees. Okay. So, uh, I would say like while you're crouched, you're holding your breath, you're covered, you're you're obscuring your own vision by these, uh, f- by the foliage around you. Whatever these armored people are, they appear to be walking in, at first, random directions. Uh, You can hear them kind of like poking their way through the immediate area. And after some time, they grab these ropes and the ropes start retreating back above the canopy. And these things are gone. And after a moment of you just kind of relaxing and sitting there and holding your breath and whatever... Whatever this droning noise is carries on. And leaves these three in the woods? No, no, no. They, they, oh, they got back them. on the yeah. ropes. Yep. Yeah. What the fuck was that? They just got down, poked and prodded in the woods, and then got back on the rope and took off. They are probably looking to help you. Yeah, no, I highly fucking doubt that. What kind of flying ships are there? I didn't say there was a flying ship. Well, it's a flying fucking something that these guys came off of. And I don't give a flying fuck to hang around. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um. (laughs) The noise is gone. The droning's... It slowly... uh, Fading into the distance. Goes to the northwest. 
and direction. What direction is the compass pointing in? Like a south, uh, southeast. Okay. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> What's that? If you just have to stay under this ship. <laughs> um. All right. So once I. Once I get the feeling that, you know, the, the ship is pretty far into the distance and, you know, it's starting to fade out of my, uh, you know, I can't hear it anymore. Uh, he'll gather himself from the ground and, and start heading a little quicker. He's going to pick up the, the pace a little bit. Sure. All right. Uh, probably a lot of, like, mumbling out loud, like, what was that? What the f- What was that? Yeah. Uh, I'll give you one more chance to go hunting before we call it a night. And uh, that'll be survival. And you know the rest. Yeah. Two dice are involved. Mm-hmm. An eight. I find a lizard. Delicious. It's like the forest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's cannibals everywhere. I make armor out of it. You can glue a leaf to it and make it stealth armor. That's what I'm talking about. I am yeah. fucking stealthy. Uh... I would say with an eight, you procure a squirrel. Mm. Okay, being that um, Harrison probably has no idea how to cook a squirrel. Yes. He assumes that you treat it like a rabbit and he attempts to like pull the fur off of it. Yeah, I think that's fine. Okay. How would you cook it? Uh, that is actually a very good question. Um, I would say, if it was me, you can't go wrong with boiling. I don't know if there's any water nearby. No, I also have to procure this little thing called fire. All we got to do is roll a survival check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're going to get there. So I have this squirrel. Um, as I'm, I'm kind of walking around to secure some sort of campsite, um, he's like tugging on the fur, the hair of the squirrel to try to like already start working it off. Excuse me. Uh, when he finds an appropriate place that he thinks he can kind of put his head down for the night, then uh, he's going to put the squirrel down. He kind of gets situated and starts gathering up some wood. He's going to attempt to make a little campfire. All right. Give me a survival. Eighteen. No shit. I rolled two seventeens. All right. Not bad. Not only do you get a fire going, Mm. You get a damn good fire going. Nice. The one that attracts the flying ships, I'm sure. (laughs) Uh, All right, so you get a good fire going. We're going to cook this meat. Uh, Yes. And as it's cooking, were you about to say something? I was going to say, with an 18, I would even throw in, you build a halfway decent like lean-to, and you cook the meat properly. I'm not going to go fucking stupid and say that you burnt it and it's unedible or whatever. Or I get dysentery. Yeah. Cholera. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Oh, this is good. Things are starting to brighten up. Um, while it's cooking, and after he's done, you know, putting everything together, he'll start thumbing through the uh, that book. 
Oh, good. I'm sure he has enough light by the fire as he's sitting under this lean-to. Yes. Remind me again, what's your what's your passive perception? Is it 13? I feel like it's 13. 15. 15. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna check out this book. Yes, good. Uh, I'm assuming with the goggles on. Or you do you want to check it out without the goggles? No, no, no. I'm not gonna make the same mistake twice. I put the goggles on. All right, <laughs> I don't want to go 20 minutes to realize I needed the goggles on the whole time. Well, maybe it would be interesting to see what it looks like without the goggles. Well, we can we can explore. We yeah. can get there. Okay. But so what I'm gonna do is I have. Um, let me think this through. So obviously there's two lenses that come with the goggles. One has the red charge remaining in it. Uh, that is still in the uh, the compass. Right? No, you remove the clear one and put it back in the goggles. So presently, without doing anything, as you pull your goggles out of your bag of holding, yes, your goggles have one red lens, one clear lens. Oh, that's right. I put it back in there. Okay. All right. So I, I, I leave it that way. Let me ask you this. Yes. If the color lens, does it affect the color of my vision? No. So it appears red from the outside, but peering through it. Correct. It's crystal clear. Yes. I see. All right. So, uh, yeah, I put the uh, I put the goggles on. And you're just going to open to page one? Yes. Well, I prefer the, the preface. They're usually uh, lowercase Roman numerals. I go to page I. In the beginning. Oh, oh, let me take notes. Hold on. Uh, okay, so as you look at this book, um, I don't know how to explain this. The way the words are situated is confusing, and it's hard to make sense. Imagine reading a book that was translated from old Japanese by like a college student who's taking Japanese. You can read it. It's now um, English words, but the way they they uh, conjugate their sentences is different. So it'd be a little, a little weird to read. The gist of what you've been reading so far is it's talking about the essence of time and space. And it's, it's referencing from what you can gather um, the time paradox that happens when you go into the portals. How you could spend a month, a year, ten years in the portal, but as you emerge, it's only been maybe mere seconds. Okay. It also references how time can be altered while you're in that portal area. Um, we need to come up with like a name. Let's just call it uh, the Haven. Okay. For for canon purposes, it keeps referencing it as the Haven, which is the this room in this nebulous, iridescent space. Right, like in the void. Yes, it, it's referred to as the Haven. Uh, it also mentions how it's possible to manipulate time, where you may only spend a couple of seconds in the Haven, and when you reemerge, it's been hundreds of years. So this time manipulation can go both ways. And as you're reading this, 
you're startled by a noise behind you, like rustling in the bush. are back um real quick uh i just want to talk about a tv show that i started watching that i'm thoroughly enjoying uh jericho this movie uh, the show came out in like 2002 2003 something like that and uh it's basically just about a small like farming hick town in the middle of kansas in the middle of nowhere uh and all of a sudden the country is attacked uh with nuclear armaments and uh, instead of the post-apocalypse epic, uh, it's about this small town and trying to figure out how this fucking town is going to survive while all sides around them are nuclear nuclearly destroyed. Okay. I'm just going to roll. No, no, no. I, I thought that was legit. You you made it. I don't think that's a real word. Nuclearly. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> uh six uh it stars the i'm not gonna look it up it stars the guy from uh scream uh, the killer nev campbell's boyfriend yeah george lucas yes right uh so georgie oh, what the fuck is that guy's name now i i have to look it up i know you do i have to you this is gonna fucking kill me uh, but I enjoy it for its small scope. Uh, I think it's a cool idea, and I'm surprised that the show never finished. And I'd like to be—I uh, I would be curious to see what the backstory is on that, because I, if I understand correctly, I haven't finished it yet. Uh, but if I am to understand correctly, Skeet Ulrich. That was actually going to be my first guess. It, then it would have been your only guess. <laughs> so. <laughs> Now, is it Ulrich or Ulrich, you think? Ulrich. Ulrich, okay. Well, how, how does Lars pronounce it? Does he pronounce it Lars Ulrich or Ulrich? He pronounces it Lars Shitty Drummer. <sighs> Lars Money Hungry? Lars Napster Asshole. Oof. What a cunt, dude. Anyway, all right, let's not get into that because that's a fucking, that's a toast in and of itself. Yes. Uh... Regardless, I, I think it is a fun little romp through the uh, the nuclear holocaust. Okay. I guess if it could be fun, yes. Yeah. Uh, but again, uh, apparently, like halfway through the second season, the show just stopped. So very similar to Heroes. You ever watch Heroes? No. It was a uh, Is it the I one where they all get lost on the island? Yes. With the plane crash. Yeah. And then they end up on that monorail? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never seen it. With the, no. No, Heroes, I forget what network carried it, but it was a bunch of like, uh, they all had superpowers. Oh, the X-Men. It's like the X-Men, okay. but better, because the X-Men is terrible. Um, I picture the X-Men as the uh, like the outcast superhero group that celebrates things such as May the 4th and Single de Mayo. So they're, yeah, never mind. And Hanukkah. And Hanukkah. I like the X-Men. They're my favorite superheroes. Come on. Stop it. I grew up with them. Yeah. Wolverine, Gambit, Mojeri. 
Didn't Gambit throw like cards? Yeah, but they were charged with kinetic energy. That's terrible. Why couldn't he throw like bullets? He could, anything he touched. But he was a gambler, so he used playing cards. Like if he picked up this pile of dice, he could kinetically charge them and then throw them at you. Okay, so did he like rip people in half with the cards? If it was for adults, yeah, probably. So that means no, he didn't. Not in the cartoon or the comic books, no. That's terrible. These are superheroes. Like anything that he throws should be thrown with like superhuman force. No, he didn't have superhuman force powers. He had kinetic energy powers. Okay, but to what scale? They would explode. I don't know. It should fucking kill people. It it would if he did it, but he would throw it at the machines, like the Sentinels. That's terrible, dude. I'm sorry. You had horrible fucking heroes as a child. And Nimrod. What the fuck did you just call me? Not you. The oh. the main Sentinel, was his name was Nimrod. That, that, I'm sorry. How many people has Superman killed? Superman is the fucking shit. But Superman knew how to control his powers because he was from a different planet. Gambit could control his powers also. No, he couldn't. He, he also did not wear his underwear on the outsides. Well, that's what real super fucking heroes do. They're not they're not ashamed to do such a thing. Kind of like Captain Underpants. Captain America? No. Nah. Another superhero I hate. I can't stand Captain America. Why? Especially new Captain America. He got a little too uh political. Oh. Like why why do we have to politically charge? Was he? I never picked up on it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen news articles about it. I almost said nude articles. <laughs> Captain America nude. I never liked Captain America because I always hated those little wings on the side of his helmet. Bug- bugged me. But didn't Thor kind of have the same thing? I fucking hated Thor too. So you're just adamantly opposed to winged helmets. That, that's your <laughs> I thing. Didn't li- I didn't dislike Thor because of his helmet. I disliked Thor because of the whole like Asgard. Like He's not a superhero. He's a god. Like Fuck you. Yeah, that's awesome. No, I want people bitten by spiders that can crawl on buildings and fucking... That's fucking dumb. Dude, he's a he's a god. He's the god of lightning or thunder. Yeah, it's stupid. Now, my favorite superhero, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be a hipster about this. I liked this superhero before anybody else did. Uh, of course, I'm sure you're the first one. Not the creator of the comic not book. The, I'm not saying the first one. Well, I'm you just said saying, before everybody else. Well, everybody else implies you are This superhero recently became very popular, and... They're all a bunch of phonies. I liked him back in the day when the when the comic books were being printed. Mr. Glass. Deadpool. Deadpool. You yes, you do have the uh Deadpool poster. Always been a fan. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I can I, I can't trump that. I'm into like real heroes. Like Abraham Lincoln. You know, when he fights zombies. Because we all knew back in the 1800s, zombies were a prevalent thing. Pride, prejudice, and... <laughs> you should have known before you fucking said that one. What do you got? Two. Yes. I bet for a second you thought it was a 20. You saw that too. Yeah. You got excited. I saw you staring at it like... Oh, I... shit. <laughs> so I'm sorry. So you're watching Jericho. So it's like this post-apocalyptic... Yeah. Not Chris Jericho. Just the show Jericho. Not me, Jericho. Who the fuck is Chris Jericho? Y2J. Like when the markets crashed back like 20 years ago. And all the Jericho-holics screaming his name. What the fuck is going on right now? Who the fuck is Chris Jericho? He's the very first undisputed champion of the World Wrestling Entertainment Organization. So it's the (laughs) WWEO. 
All right, I'm fucking done. Yeah. Uh, to uh, to my mother-in-law. Easy. It, it reminds me of, uh, I'm sorry, usually these are quick, but it reminds me of an episode of The Simpsons when I think the, uh, who's the groundskeeper? Groundskeeper Willie. Yeah, yeah, he's making some sort of, I think he's making the stew and he, somebody t- tastes it and they're like, more testicles means more iron. <laughs> that, that's what that, when she's barking orders from the basement, yeah. that's what fucking first popped into my head. Uh, to uh, poor man Jim. It's, it's really, th- this is a great drink. For a quick version of an old fashioned, I highly recommend this. Uh, some sort of honey liqueur, equal part to some bourbon that you like, and three shots of uh, Angostura bitters with some ice. And stir with your finger, of course. Yes. Uh, two nude Captain America. I guess if you're into that, right? I'm sure he's got a sick bod. Oh, and two bod body spray. There's a bod body spray? Come on. Bod body? It was. It came in a little like Windex spray bottle. Look at this bod. Oh, bod. It was that big, like when Axe was big. It was. It predates Axe. Okay, I I, I had no idea. I never used that because I'm not a almost sapien. Okay, and uh, finally to uh, to the Mantis TV show. Do they celebrate? May the fourth be with you. Who the fuck is Mantis? What's going on? You remember Mantis? No. We watched the intro together. Which one was this? Oh, dude, that was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> to one of the worst networks in fucking TV history, USA. Uh, to Dice Empires. Empires.